0: All right, here it is. Friday edition, summertime, summertime edition of the yeah. Odd podcast. 63. Yeah. There he is. Harry Mays in your top right. Jason Martinez in at your him. top left. And look at the man down below. Oh, <laughs> David. Oh, All <laughs> ripped up, on, David. David. You seconded our favorite. He He's the backbone, Harry. Yes. He's the, uh, uh, the drum line of the Odd podcast.
1: What's going mm. on, boys? Hey, guys, how you doing?
0: Yeah,
2: it's going to feel like summertime today. It's going to be in the 90s. Oh.
1: 94. My wife already left and we went to the, uh, we, we belong to the Oak Hill Swim Club. She's over, she already left. She's there. Nice. She's
0: wow. Little, She's like in line before they even open. <laughs> she gets there
1: at 11 o'clock. Boom. I'm in, you know, she gets wow. our chairs together, gets the fruit out, you know, so I join her a little bit later. I'm, uh, you know, it's it's good though. Can't beat it. Bella,
0: be. if the, if it was 94 degrees in Pennsylvania, John DeBella would have made it 93 degrees in <laughs> the DeBella Valley. <laughs> DeBella
1: Valley. I just saw John not too long ago. He's retiring after many years. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm
0: not buying it. Yeah. yeah, you're right.
1: You know, it's like. You know, retirement, I, I i don't know. I think he'll be doing something like we all will, like when that day comes. It, it, my my wife always kids me, says, you know, you're going to be the guy in the bar, you're going know, to the corner of the bar with the little kit and the brushes and doing it. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. You know, right. I uh, I love playing. And I think, I think the day you stop doing that, maybe medical situation will stop that, but the day you stop doing it up here, that's you, we're, we're goners. Right, you know, right. I, I like staying busy.
2: Yeah. Well, speaking of Debella, uh, I was listening to Pierre uh, the other day, driving back from a from an appointment, and that's when I heard your song, the new wow. on the new release, oh, right. racking yeah. and Swing." Yeah. It was "Why Won't You Call Me Back?" Wow. And that's when I'm like, "Man, we got to get David on the show oh, because man. he's talking about you guys are going out on a tour of Europe, and then you're going to come back to the states and tour with Rick Springfield." And I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, we got to get them on.
1: This is huge. This is our yeah. first studio album in 10 years. Yeah, longer than that. And it's is actually, it? yeah, because we've done a bunch of live records we 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 put out. Um, and and uh the big news for us, I think, is touring the US for the first time in three decades. You know, wow. we're going out, we've we'll go do dates. We've done dates in the States, but it's always, you know, maybe one off or go away for a weekend, go mm-hmm. to you know, that kind of stuff. But we're on the bus. I mean, we're you know it's that circle your wagons tour. You know, you got it's like a it's like a season for a a a, a football team or a hockey team. You know, right. you, you know, that's where you look at it. You're on the bus. You know, don't don't mess with us. You know, uh, so it's uh, that kind of thing. We're we're we like a little gang on wheels. At six and me, I'm 67. It's fun at this age, man. Yeah. I, tell you, I, I I Europe. I'm used to touring in Europe. That's something that I you know I got all my, I got it. It's a system for me. Uh, but coming back to the U.S. is something I actually, you know, dreamed about doing, and to be offered. Rick Springfield's people were Rick's a fan of what we do, and his manager, and so he hit us up. I think uh, late in the, la- in the last year, he asked us we'd be interested in doing the tour. I found about it and found out about it in January, and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Hmm. You know, it's like it's going to be fun, and and buddies of mine are on the tour. Rick Springfield's drummer. We used to be my, when I lived in Los Angeles doing session stuff, he was my drum tech, uh, which is so crazy. And he, and he was a great drummer too. A lot of those guys come up setting drums up and learning the craft. And a lot of times they can think they, they're amazing players. This guy, George Palacios is a is a beast. And he's been with Rick for I know, probably 15 years, I think. Wow. You know, he's killing it. And uh, so we got buddies on the tour. And uh, so we're, we're looking for that. And we only play, like in Europe, we'll play probably almost three hours a night. And in the U.S. we'll play about an hour, which, you know, I can I can I can go and do the Iverson thing. Just kill it for an hour and just get out.
0: Yeah. As long as you don't have to go to practice, you're good to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you need to get a hold of Rick's, you just just pick up the phone, Harry, dial up eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Rick, what's going on, man? (laughs) When I was at Penn State, Dave. Eight six seven was one of the uh, the local handles there in the eight one four area. That's codes. Tommy Two Tone. It's eight oh, six. It's no, Je- no, Jesse's girl. No, but, but that's
1: no, that's oh. cool because Tommy Two Tone's on the tour. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, oh hey, Jesus. Hey, Harry. That's, Did I step in hey, shit hey, there. Casey, that is really that's really good. But he's on the tour. It's mostly the tour is uh, uh, the way the lineup works is Rick will close the show. We'll play before him, and then Paul Young. Do you remember Paul Young? Yeah he's great he's on the tour he's on a lot of dates he had a huge hit oh every it was a whole note song every time you go away or something yeah Yeah. fantastic what a soulful
0: voice he had a piece of me with you yeah
1: super guy too really really nice guy i I, we met him in 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 europe a few years ago really cool and then tommy two-tone is also on that on that bill and then from because we're out from august 4th on the calendar it says all the way up to, to september 18th but that could go a little bit longer. Don't know, but uh, some of the the, the tubes are going to join us for some of the shows, and so will um, uh, will She's a lady. John, John a beauty. She's a beauty, yeah. It's gonna be interesting seeing Way because. A you know, beauty. <laughs> one and a million. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, And and my my one of my favorite drummers is in the tubes, Prairie Prince. He's a beast. He's great. Musical artist. He's he's great. So it's. She's a beauty. Yeah, yeah you know it's uh, crazy like david ours it's gonna be it's a guitar drum tour it's gonna it's gonna be great um and we're thrilled to be playing in our country uh we, dude we i think wanted- it's
0: hilarious like you said like you'll be there with the with the you know the brushes and the whole thing but yeah. like what is it about you drummers like you guys are relentless like, like Rick Allen lost an arm and he still playing. the drummer Def Leppard. And yeah. he like, didn't miss. He's like, I'm going to reteach myself how to play yeah. with one wing.
1: Yeah. 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 Do You, you know, know? Bobby there's a drummer here in town. His name is Bobby Perlis. He, he nearly like, he, he cut his, he almost like, he did something wacky to his hand, like building a boat or some crazy shit. And he, can I say that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. So, uh, and, and, and he, he had to get surgery or anything. He, again, just like Rick Allen, completely taught himself how to play he's playing gigs he's putting videos up on facebook yeah drummers are like you know they we look we Manless. like it we like getting paid but listen this is what we do and we are kind of uh you know if sports guys if i had to tell you like you know catchers uh uh, uh, uh goaltenders i mean you know we, we, we look buddy rich said it. you got to have a your band's got to have a gr- a good drummer man if you don't have a mm-hmm. good drummer uh you know the band's weak you know you gotta have it you gotta bring it and you gotta prepare for it and and you gotta love it and if you don't love it you're not gonna be doing it long because it's, it's a it's a even if you, when you have a tech if somebody setting up your stuff and doing everything you gotta play every night and bring it and uh and boy there's not it's, there's only one other feeling that's better than that fellas
0: yeah mm.
2: <laughs>
0: and it's and both are physical damn right exactly
2: <laughs> Talk, talk about a tour. Like, how does it all get come together? It's such a, you know, like you talk about going from, bu- you know, town to town on the bus and everything. And you got all the, the equipment and everything.
1: Who puts all that stuff together? Well, it's a big job. It, it is. Uh, it's it's got to be. Well, uh, believe it or not, Rob Hyman and his wife, Sally, are basically, uh, they handle the business. Uh, they're probably gonna love me saying this on the, uh, of the Hooters, but they they do it all. And but, but we have great people helping us. It's like over the years, you you, you develop relationships with great with promoters. Mm-hmm. Promoters are like the the you know the the electric factories or the uh, 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 what's the other one here? What's the, the Live uh,
0: Nation? Live Nation.
1: Those guys. You develop relationships with people that make it happen. Uh, uh, we've done the show shows enough that, for instance. The Europe thing is always a challenge because you got to get your your gear. Either we keep some gear there. I keep a drum set. There's a drum set there. There's a bunch of big stuff that we're not going to fly over. Mm-hmm. But you set up gear that you particularly like to use. So we have a, a we have a great relationship with Rolf at XS Cartage, Our guy he, he does guitar teching for us too, and uh and then uh Patrick, uh, our promoter in um in Europe. He's basically he knows us all so well. He knows how like we we want to travel what kind of hotels what we need uh, to, to to make it happen so they develop a relationship with this and this guy is but he was a fan of what we did and so sometimes he even comes on the road with us but we have a german tour manager holger mm-hmm. brandes who is um he's like a, he, you know you don't want to fuck with him man he's like a bad dude and uh he, he, but he basically tour manages the band we need to get in a hotel at a certain time and takes care of it There's a lot of details but all these guys um uh, put it together and it takes months and months of detailed work to get it together. So that I, you know, so that I could just walk in and open a key or whatever you do nowadays to get into a hotel room and get in right. and that I am truly grateful for at this point in my life, because, you know, I've been doing it a long time and uh, and you start realizing that it, it you're, you're not doing it. If, I'm sure you, you're not doing it alone. You have people that are helping you and these guys are great.
2: That tour manager sounds like a modern-day Peter Grant. Remember well, him back with the Zeppelin?
1: Yeah. he You got to have a guy. And Holger is that guy. Yeah. Holger is, uh, when he does not work, when he he works, he we have a relationship. He goes out with us. I got a good one for you. I love this. So he, he, I forget the name of the band, Tokyo. It's a Euro band. They're big all over Europe. I don't know if they've really broken out here yet, but this lead singer is married to Heidi Klum. Oh, yeah. So, so he takes care of it takes care of the band and, and, you know, supplies a beer or two to Heidi.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: like, so he'd make sure that everything is like, and he said he's never seen anybody drink as much beer as Heidi. I mean, Heidi can suck down a beer. And you'll ever see I mean, she looks amazing. Oh, yeah. But he, but he takes care of all that stuff. But, um, but he again, you know, like I said, sometimes you run into some issues. And he's the guy that, you know, breaks down on a wall. You know, he's the guy I want in my foxhole if anything goes down. Right. You know, so about, he's a foxhole
2: guy, Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're,
1: we're family, we we bring out um, we we his son comes out with us now too, which was great because I, we know him as Holger, our tour manager, and his son's never been on the road with us. And his son is, I think he's just turning like fifteen or something like that. Came on the road with us last year and seeing his dad in action like that was like, <laughs> he said, "I didn't know my dad was like this." You know, it was cool
0: what's the difference now like you go to Europe from all those you know your first time being over in Europe where which I'm sure is more of a blur because you're over there and you're really living it up as you know first yeah. time going over as a band and all the yeah. pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. now you're going over you've been there many times there's a I imagine a huge comfort level number one But well, yes. what's like touring around Europe like now it's, you can see a little bit more of the historical sites and all that kind of thing and it's a bit more relaxing in a way
1: yeah, Jason, I, 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 I it is, it, you know, you learn how to do it. And then there's things that, you know, that you're coming towards a, you know, I mean, it's, I, I don't know how, how many times I'll be going back, but now I try to ch- get to, uh, especially when I'm like, I'm in Germany, I, I want to visit, you know, I want to go to house fits. I want to some places. I want to go check out historic things. I I'm, I'm, I I always check things out like that. I I I'm fascinated by the history of and, and the monuments and the and the architecture there. I have a friend of mine, one of my best friends, Billy Goodman, lives in Berlin. So when I go over there, it's no longer like Hamburg used to be a place where I don't know if you know about Hamburg, but Hamburg has like this amazing red Lock, red Lake district that's like famous. Hmm. <laughs> it's actually the block next to, it's called, they, my friend, friends would kid me, it's called Davidstrasse. I don't know why, but but it was a crazy area back there. And uh, 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 it, it, that's a spot that we, you know, when we were first going over and tour, we would like hang out there and, and you just check it out. Cause it's where the Beatles would go to, right. you know, yeah. there was a spot. And now we, um, uh, now it's more like, okay, we're going to go to the museum, the art museum. Right. <laughs> when you're in Berlin
0: do do you follow the Moskva down to Gorky Park I beg your pardon when you go to Berlin do you follow the Moskva down to Gorky Park
1: (laughs) you were talking about scorpions here that's a famous (laughs) lyric totally well you know there's some there's some uh, conspiracy theorists out there that say that that song was actually written for them which I don't buy but it was like kind of planting the seed anti you know, uh Russian uh uh Soviet. Yeah, that's yeah. somebody that was like written for them. But I know I, I met those guys a few times and they're just amazing people and uh and they put on a- Schenker, right? Rudolph uh, Schenker, is that his that's name? That's a rock show, dude. That's you know, oh, yeah. when that guy the guy gets out the guitar, he's like he's he's like from get-go, yeah. all
0: the way. I saw them That's the once wind it. of change, Harry, from
1: the I, Scorps. Yeah. I saw
0: them
2: in, I think, 1984 at City Island in Harrisburg, right in the middle of the Susquehanna oh, River. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. uh, yeah. I saw
0: them in uh, 86. They were on the Monsters of Rock tour at JFK with Kingdom Come, Metallica, yeah. Dokken, the Scorpions, yeah. Yeah. and uh, Van, Van, Van Halen. Yeah.
1: I, 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 I was on break. I remember uh, Frank Barcelona invited me to that show. Yeah, and I remember I was riding a Harley back then. Me and my buddy, Tate, rest in peace, Tony Santora, went to that show, hmm. and they brought us up on stage. Uh, Frank got us a, 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 a right on stage, and Eddie was coming over and playing a guitar to us, which is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. But yeah. that band, that band, the Scorpions, rock. They are they oh, yeah. are a rock band institution, and they, you know, uh, whether it's your th- your 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 thing or not. They're, it's hard not to admire, man. The, you know, um Mateus and uh, uh, what, um, and I'm spacing on the other guitar player, Michael Schenker's brother. Uh But he would come out to Paul our Schenker, shows. You know. Well, yeah, and you know, yeah. and, and they drive the car like they, they're on the autobahn, man. And these guys, you know, he would. I think he lived about three hours from where we were playing. I got there in an hour. You know, it's like you know, they're messing driving around.
0: a buck thirty, right? Right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're fun guys to hang out with man
0: that's well let's sure. talk about the
2: record man like yeah. how long has this been in the in the makings when when you know these songs were these were these songs that you had written 10 12 years ago and you just decided to put them all together or what how did it all come about Some, well you, uh, Pete Rose yeah I love that that's an instrumental but the, yeah. you sell yell Pete Rose at the
1: end yeah Pete Rose was written in 1980 the only thing what? everything on that song is um uh um Recorded in 1980, except the drums. I redid the drums. Okay. The car, the sax, everything on that is uh, um, done in 1980 in the studio. I think on a Porta studio. And uh, yeah, we did stuff like that. A lot of these songs were songs that were we had for ages. And like I said, like you know, we know we, we did a redo on uh, Engine 999. But Pete Rose was, um, you know, we love the ska thing. That's how we came up. Yeah. And it was almost like a challenge because ska playing the drums, to ska, um, my buddy, Johnny Worcester hit me up. I don't know, if you know Johnny, but Johnny's a, a really great uh, drummer, punk rock guy, but does everything. He plays in a band called the mountain goats. He used to be in a band called super chunk. He was on a podcast called defenses, defensive ska. And we were talking about it. <clears throat> and it, it's like, you, you know, I, I was wondering if I could still give it a go at this point, uh, you know, at 67 and, it feels good, but it's a workout. It's kind of right. like straight ahead, double bass stuff, but it's straight, you know, you're working. You know, I could definitely feel my heart going when I do that, you know, but <laughs> it's uh, it's it, it's it's a blast. But then coupled with the reggae thing, because the reggae thing, I mean, if you listen to a song called Connection, which is a coverstone, mm-hmm. a, a coverstone uh, of the Rolling Stones, I think it was on Between the Buttons, we did a version of it that's a lot like... Um, uh, what Peter Tosh would do, that kind of feel. And I've always loved uh, a song that he did called uh, Walk and Don't Look Back. So I'm looking for the song to be able to play that feel. And uh, yeah, its it was really interesting to play drums to these songs because it was a different thought process than playing rock tunes, even though they was, rock, you know? a different,
0: different lane almost that you're driving and it's just yeah, a exactly, vibe.
1: Exactly, man. You still playing your guitar a lot?
0: I, you know, I just took him to Westchester Music and saw my friend uh, Al over there, ends and uh, he set up all my, reset up all my guitars, cleaned up uh-huh. the electrics, and yeah, yeah. they. I love they, that. It, I love. Oh that. yeah, there it's, it's great. So, that's so you great. go into that. That's an old school music store, Harrison, like Sam Ash or anything. You go oh, there, yeah. and there's like drums stacked to the ceiling. There's old amps. To, Vintage yeah. guitars everywhere. There's Gretches hanging on the wall. Yeah, you know, shit um, like that. It's- I
1: love, I, 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 love that. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a bit of a collector. I'm. I sold some of my stuff, but drums. I have some guitars too. I have a, I have a nice Les Paul. I, have, I think I have about four guitars. I'm an acoustic. I got a beetle bass. I got mm. my trumpet over there. That I've been. That's been my, my, my bucket list thing that I wanted to get to before I leave this earth. But I've been messing around with that. But I love the vintage stuff.
0: That's no, great. So cool. it, there's a smell in there too that's just yeah, that's yeah. very definable. Yeah, yeah, um yeah. let me ask you this because you know when you write songs and you record songs, and there's probably some pretty significant battles in the studio about mm, how yeah. something should be intonated, how oh, yeah. how you know, how should we you know phrase this lyric? Where should yeah. the accentuation be? And I've always wondered this is you know, because sometimes a band does it in the studio one way, and then when they get on the road. They'll intonate a lyric or they'll play something at a different tempo with a speed up here and speed up there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you hear the live version, you go, man, that's that's a little bit better. Yeah, that someone in the band, a winning out on the road. And when you listen back to the recording, you go, I wish we would have changed this one thing because recording is forever. Good. You know, that's the. Yeah. that's the mold yeah, that's permanent that's permanent yeah, yeah. It, it, like, no, i always honestly, wondered that like i hear bands and then i hear them live and they do it di- a little bit different like i like the little bit different version do they yeah. wish they would have recorded it that way
1: i think what happens too is that when you work with like for instance my situation I, like rob and eric are always writing they write and then, and we know you know what's going to work for the hooters and what's not but they're writing songs constantly i'll give you an example of a song on Nervous Night. Um, we did a song called "Where Do the Children Go," which Patty Smythe came and sang. And when I cut that track, it was it was a different title. It was a different. I think there were like a different. There was like a lot different than what I would end up becoming. So, um, but when I cut it, um, I remember, and I lo- I really did like the the the, the track. I, that's great. But there was one of those songs that for uh, to this day. God, I wish I would have cut it like that. Like when I play it live, there's things that I do live with it that I wish I would have done. But sometimes you don't have the the benefit of 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 the, the time with it. You know, with, with a drummer, you cutting a basic track. You're basically cutting it like when after they wrote it and maybe they had a chance to suss some things out. But really, you're 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 getting into action pretty early in the game. And so if you're getting the benefit of playing that song later, then you're going, ah, I would have come out. I would have come in at this way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. It it happens a lot and it happens a lot, you know, and you, you you know, debates over a a certain part. A lot of times though, you want to hope in our cases, we don't want to waste time in the studio. Although Rob has like an incredible studio, which the Eagles are using by the way right now. Oh really? Uh, Yeah. They've been recording their, doing stuff like that. Was
2: that up in Connecticut? What's that? Is that in Connecticut? Uh, what's that? Is that in oh, they Connecticut?
1: Used they used it. No, no. He has a, a commercial studio that's, uh, uh, in, uh, near studio four. That's really, really nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So those guys recorded their Eagles. Remember that offensive, the, the Christmas record? they? Oh have? yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Studio. <laughs> they work with Charlie Hall from War on drugs. And, mm-hmm. uh, and they 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 use it, but my point being is that a lot of times you want to go in the studio and have those kind of arguments. You want to have fewer <laughs> those arguments, and the but they happen. You I know, money <laughs> on, on this record, we really took a lot of time. Uh, I, I Robin Eric and 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 Brendan, the engineer, took a lot of time, painstakingly to make it sound like just a you know, give it that authentic ska. You know, you hear the dread snare in it, you know, that high connected thing that I play, Mm -hmm. you get all the cool sounds out of it. They work really hard at that.
2: How do you decide, you know, which song gets released first, like as a single? Like what goes into that?
1: In this case, because we were playing Why Won't You Call Me Back? We played that at the Keswick last year. We wanted to get it out there. Uh, it's, It's just a matter of like paving the way. I mean, because we think there are maybe a couple singles on the record. And that doesn't say that, okay, we think this one's the best one, We just think, for instance, you know, Nervous Night, we put out, All You Zombies was the first track that we put out in 1985, mm-hmm. followed up by Am We Dance, that did pretty good. And then yeah. you know, Day by Day, that went number six on the Billboard charts. That was went before they were, had the, you know, sound scan thing, they were reporting, radio reporting by, I think by phone or, you know, they write it down on a piece of paper on some form. But uh, the pr- record probably could have been of number one because it was getting played all over the place. And then Where Do Children Go? was number four. In this case, Why Won't You Call Me Back is the first single. And it kind of opens the door and it says, OK, they're making a record. And then we follow it up with whatever, maybe Engine 99. That's I'm, a hit. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, you, that's a hit. I'm glad you feel that way. There yeah. uh, you go, play that sucker.
2: Yeah, right? I'm I, telling I, I'm, you
1: i like it too i get to shine in that one and i i feel good about that one so i'm happy about
2: it. i define that by when okay. you're hearing a song for the yeah. first time yeah and before it's done you're singing along to yeah. it that's a yeah.
1: hit do you, you know what it reminds me of too um uh, there's an old uh Sarman and Gar- garfunkel song which when i was a kid when i was like i wouldn't be singing but he had a song called um chroma oh yeah,
2: yeah. codachrome, yeah yeah.
1: yeah harmony at the, the within the chorus those guys nailed this thing. Cause I found one day I was driving back, I was listening to it and the harmony was so strong. I was like, wow, man, that's like a Sarmon and Garfunkel thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm really pleased with it. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to have this happen at this point of our lives. It's, yeah. it's you know, people are, it's getting picked up. Uh, I got added to stations uh, around Philadelphia, but I see that uh, 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 serious radio is playing it and, you know, for as a musician that you, you that doesn't always like I used to think after Nervous Night the next record is going to happen. It, it doesn't work that way. Hmm. It's like a film. A guys, make a, You make a movie and you think it's going to be a hit and it's a flop or you make a movie and it's like you know, it becomes gigantic. Right. Look at the Ted Lasso guys. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's crazy. crazy. That just concluded, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it was, it was yeah.
0: great. I've I'm, never I get, watched I get, a single episode. I,
1: I got to tell you. I, I took me three seasons to get into it. Really? It's the hardest one for me to get into. And I, I i was just telling a buddy, I said, I actually dreaded watching it. And then all of a sudden, boom, there was something that happened. And I couldn't believe it. I had to see it. I just started uh, Secession, which, which just oh, ended too. I just started. Oh, you're and, in for it, man. That. You're in for it, man. That's a great one. That's oh, good. A great, good. Yeah, but I'll tell you, you know, that give 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 Lasso a chance because I'm, I'm telling you, I hated it. Hmm. I, I was like i look at that how'd you
0: have the patience to go three seasons I, for it to finally click
1: well you got you know, patience because, of a saint. Because my wife would have she she was not happy that i wasn't watching it so the next thing okay i'll watch it and i'm gone still but it was, it was it was it was it was okay but it was just too happy and you know i'm from philly it's just like come on that doesn't go but then there were some things that started happening and i went it, it, i'm telling you i guarantee if you give it a shot it's going to get you. What they about got 10
0: minutes with me, David? 10 minutes. Oh, he's got no attention span. Three, guys. Three,
1: three seasons? No way. But you're a hockey guy. I ten. know you. You're a hockey <laughs> yeah. guy. And I yeah. know you've got character and you've got your integrity. You watch this thing, I guarantee you you're going to come back on like. He'll, He'll sit
2: there and watch two and a half hours of the stinking Flyers lose a lose a game yeah, five man. nothing, but yeah, he won't yeah. watch Ted Lasso. They're
1: going to come back though. The Flyers are going to come back. I like this Keith Jones. You like this Keith Jones thing? I do. Yeah, I like it too. Oh, quite I, a bit. I, I, I think it's great. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, he's a super guy, and and he's so respected. I think he that he's going to turn it around, and they need it so bad here. I mean, I grew oh. up with the Wall Street bullies. You know, I told you about. I ever tell you about the time I took a flight with uh, with Dave Schultz? And Mm -mm, Kelly, I'm on a plane. Listen, I grew up, I was a kid when they won that 70, was it 74 that they won the uh, first one? Yeah. So I'm on a plane just about a few years ago. And I think it was, I had a layover and all of a sudden um, that Broad Street bullies team gets on the plane. They, They were at some, some signing thing. And who's sitting in front of me, Kelly's in front of me. Dave Schultz is next to me. Yeah. I, I, I was, I was dying. I thought I, 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 you still, and dying not like he scared me still. I couldn't believe it. Like, oh my god, you know, it wasn't Dave Schultz? It wasn't <laughs> that crew
0: a, walks in there, yeah.
1: It wasn't Dave Schultz? It was somebody else, but it was a bunch of guys. Yeah, it was. It was, was me. Like Thorny. I don't know, but it was a, a scary group, man. Yeah. They, they, they looked, but they were the coolest. But I remember yeah. being like, I had this thing where, when I was a kid, when I watched him fight, um, it was kind of like fighting in Levittown
2: was <laughs> right a lot left, of street brawling yeah. yeah hey, hey speaking yeah. of tv shows did you watch daisy jones and the
1: six I, see that's another one see i'm i'm I, I, that's another one like lasso i watched the first two mm-hmm. and i gotta give it a shot everybody's telling me to give it a shot it ain't it's not getting me because when you, you look at the guy in the band when they first start he's mm-hmm. 40 years old he's playing with these 15 year old i know it's gonna happen
2: yeah. But you as a musician, like do you view a show like that a little bit harsher because you're like, man, this is not authentic? Well, I know what this is like. Yeah. Well,
1: I try to remember what it was like when I had a garage band when uh when I was a kid. You know, I try mm-hmm. to remember that. Like we practiced. I thought like now if I think back like in my mind I want to think we practiced for an hour. But we only practiced for like fifteen minutes. We played what songs we knew, and right. we wanted to, We didn't want to sound bad. I swear. I mean, you know, they'll be mad at my buddies, but if my friends of mine that grew up that play would play, uh, I can't believe you're saying this. But we we would play like a few Led Zeppelin songs. We'd play Hocus Pocus. Remember Hoke, da, 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 we'd Hocus play, Pocus by Focus. And we would do Smoke on the Water, and we would maybe fumble our way through Stairway through Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. And um, and then we were done. Then we would go like, you know, hang out, it, it was, it was a, a garage band. We, those guys were a lot more serious than we were, even though we thought we were serious, I mean, we had gigs, but mm-hmm. looking back, you know, we, we were having fun and then some guys, it was a hobby. And then you knew some guys were going to be lifers. Right. I didn't realize, I kind of probably knew I was a lifer, but I didn't realize how much I was willing to give up to do what I do. I do what I do. You know, he
0: just led Zeppelin
1: song to play how many more times? I love how I love it's it. I
0: mean,
1: hey, listen, I spent, I just posted the other day about uh, an afternoon I had with Robert Plant because it was about 14 years after Bonzo passed away. And we played a show with uh, Plant Solo Band in Switzerland. And Robert Plant, how's it this for a big surprise? He was like a fan of the Hooters. I was like, wow. So we sat at a picnic bench. And we talked and he, I, I pummeled him with questions about John Bonham. Is that right? Yeah. And he was so, and he loved him and he was still grieving him. And he was like, it, it was, it was amazing. So I told him that I played in a band that we, first song we learned was Communication Breakdown. And and, and we did, did the songs. I I, I mean, I, I knew those songs by heart when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I
2: know you like a lot of the jazz drummers, but was yeah. Bonzo, was Bonzo your yeah, favorite was, rock drummer Yeah, up? he's
1: probably like, I got his, probably if I have to, you know, early on, he was the guy. I love the guy named Michael Shreve played with Santana. He was mm. he was a guy that, like, really inspired me when I listened to Santana Latin in there, too. Yeah. And he, and then and then later on, like they were the guys that I I knew about through radio and of course, Mooney. And but, but Bonzo was the guy that like he had a, he played a pocket. He would have swung real big. I, lo- I loved I loved his playing. Um, and then jazz guys. Tony Williams, I played yellow drums because of Tony Williams. Hmm. I still got him taking out a yellow drum kit. Tony Williams played with Miles Davis. Um, you know, I saw him at Temple and he was like, he gets out and the first thing he does on drums and you know, if you have any drummers out there when he started playing, no, he just walks out by himself and he starts, he has three floor toms, two rack toms and he starts by going and he's like, you could have had a cigar. Just everything was so effortless. And then he stood in, Ron Carter came out, uh, Herbie Cancock came out, Wayne Shorter came out and they were playing, uh, Fr- Freddie Hubbard was playing trumpet and it was insane. I mean, I was lucky. I met Buddy Rich when I was a kid. Wow. Uh, and, and, and 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 I got that kind of, my dad even got a photo of me and Buddy and 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 I was fortunate to to meet, I think the, the greatest drummer that ever lived. I mean, people have, will say like, there's Virgil Donati, guys that do things that are beyond his, the scope of reality sometimes in drums, but Buddy, the things he would do with his left hand, his hands, uh freakish. It's great, you know. And I Joe Ban, Joe Beer can, can almost uh, uh relate to it and go, Oh, how do you do Can't that? Do it. Can't <laughs> do it, but you you, know, you work at doing it, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, but yeah.
0: yeah. you got like Mike Portnoy in him, like, yeah. like he's yeah. not even right. moving his arms. Yes, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You know what I love too is Danny Carey. Great drummer. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness, like. The amount of time signature changes in yeah. tool songs is yeah. insane. Yeah, and he's got so much going on with that kit, yeah. and I'm just going, yeah. he's mesmerizing.
1: Yeah. To me. he's he's so good. He's so good. My favorite my favorite cats out there right now. There's a guy that I gave lessons to when I was a kid. When he was a kid, when I was a kid uh, named Elon Rubin. He he plays with nine inch nails right now. I, I he's I think he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's about, his name is Elon Rubin. He he has a bank. Uh, I forget the name of his solo man, but he's a monster drummer too. Virgil Donati is just incredible. Uh, you mentioned Danny Carey, uh, but there's so many, so many guys that are doing so incredible things. And even with their drums, they're playing them. You notice this, this, this. lately, you've been seeing guys playing cymbals. People have been stacking cymbals yeah. and doing things where cymbals are like, I, we, when I play them, I'd always play them either like tilted this way or tilted or even. Now there's some guys that are playing them this way, or tilted, like towards the audience and playing like that. And then it, there's a guy that's playing with uh, Jack, Jack White from the White Stripes. Mm-hmm, he's playing mm-hmm. his drums turned, he's turning into the kid. That's crazy, man. Everybody's wow. creating their, it's art, it's it's really cool. Yeah. But Jim Keltner again, and say Keltner's still my, I, 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 being that I do, I have a studio downstairs at my house. Uh, 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 I'm surprised you don't hear it, Harry. It's
2: I think like, I do, I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> lady, Harry's my, outside with a lighter. Right,
1: <laughs> I'm I did Eric, Eric's Eric solo record. I did almost all of it downstairs in my basement. Huh. But I guess so. I really pay attention to the, the, like Steve Gad will always be one of my heroes, and G- Keltner who does great rock records. And uh, um, you know, we just lost a great, great, great drummer uh, uh, last year who had a crazy history. Jim Gordon played with played yeah. on Layla and he, he, Derek
2: was, and the dominoes. Yeah, he was mentally
1: ill. He was yep. in prison. He, he could have got out and he didn't even, he know, not he wasn't, he said, I can't go, I can't go out there, mm. but he was one of my favorite. I listened to his tracks and I go, wow, yeah. that's like a zone. He's in a zone. It's like ball players. something. he like to see these special athletes that do things that are in, they're in a different thing. Like the basket is like that much bigger for them. Right. You know, drummers. There's some drummers that have that going on.
0: Spatial you know? awareness.
1: Yeah, totally. It, everything right? slows and down.
0: Yeah,
1: everything slows slows down for them. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 an amazing thing.
2: Man. What about your other uh, project, the In the Pocket? Is that like on hiatus now, until this tour is finished, or are you still you still going to work with those guys?
1: Yeah, I, it's great that you brought that up. I uh, I just I recut. Uh, I did this. I wanted to do a tribute to George Thurgood. Because I see George, I saw George and Jeff and, and Billy. They're they're friends of mine. I've known for them a long time, and even though it's George serving and Delaware Destroyers, he made his bones on South Street uh, at Dobbs. That's where I used to see him play. I'd be J C. Dobbs, He'd yeah. He'd be playing one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. I'd be walking down the street to him. Jeff would be playing. He'd be sitting down, and George would be playing, and and um, so you know I did the Philly International thing. I did the punk rock thing with uh, the Dead Milkmen. I got you know, cover the A's, did the Hooters song, but I, I didn't do anything for George. So I just recently covered, oh, um, uh, uh, what did I go? Moving On Over. Oh, and yeah. I Greg sober who does a lot of blues and rock stuff like Sing It. And I had this this female singer, killer singer, Tangrea Hayward, come and sing it. And uh, I got Jay and Kenny Harrison, Wally. And uh, uh, was there somebody else playing guitar on that? I forget who else is. No, that's it. But we we, we, we just did a vocal uh, a recording of that last Friday that Phil Niccolo is mixing, and then we have a show, we have a show on, I should mention this, uh, September 30th at the Ardmore Music Hall. Awesome. Playing, which will be uh, fun, and now, it's interesting because I'm on tour, but I get a little break, I have a two-week break in between the, those, uh, that date, so I was asked, you know, can you pull this off? I said, yeah, because we don't do a lot of rehearsing. Right. You know, we get together one day, if I can, with a group of them, because just. Think, like right now, I think we have almost 30 of us that are doing it. Wow. It's a lot of fun. It's like hanging. I just I, I just did an interview uh, with someone that's writing a book uh, on Robert Hazard. Oh, and, yeah. and we were talking about these uh, the word rivalry came up back in the old days and, and uh, a lot of those guys that play it in the pocket are guys that were part of what they called that rivalry of bands back in the day but that was only you know a rivalry because there was when there were record labels there was only so much of that piece of pie that you know a band could get you
2: know yeah well so, two members of the hooters came from robert hazard and the heroes john right and
1: rob rob miller and john john lilly yeah. yeah yeah they 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 when 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 they were let go of uh of that gig uh we swooped them up it was kind of like what do they call what you know when when did they do that in the football with a guy's uh, Forgetting like free agency, or, yeah. or a guy gets cut for like, you know, we'll take him, right, <laughs> we'll get right. him. We knew they were good. We'll
0: How's Tommy doing?
1: Tommy's great. Tommy's Tommy's great. I haven't. I have actually. Tommy's Tommy. Tommy's Tommy's playing. I see that he's playing an outdoor show with his not the Rumblers. Uh, he has another band, the House Rockers. They're oh, yeah. playing out there at the. Uh, uh, what is it? Oh God, I'm forgetting. But there's a there's a Valley Forge has this outdoor venue out there, uh, I forget the name of it, but they're playing, at the, there's a pavilion Valley Forge by the library, they're playing there sometime in the summer. They're doing some great shows there. I did a show there a couple of years ago, right before, the night before I left for Europe, which was a big mistake, <laughs> because I was fried flying over there. But, um, you know, he's, you know, he's doing this, I put out a cool record a few years ago, and he's, he's one of those guys that will keep on cranking away at what he does he just loves it too much he's he's too fa- he's too much of a fan of the of the art of playing you know he's yeah. great he's a, you know a he's a great though. great performer and he's a great guitar player yeah you know, he's, guitar, he's like your know, West Montgomery kind of stuff he's a great great player it's one thing that uh, I, you know I love talking with to Tommy about is it. like what have you listened to lately and checking out He go go oh well, did you check this out or you know he's a big fan of Steve Gad so we'll talk about some of Gad stuff. He's a guitar player. It's pretty cool, you know. Yeah, it's good.
2: I don't know. All right. So, the, so the tour starts in uh, Germany, right? Your first date is June fifteenth. June yeah. But then you come to the United States and your first show is in Youngstown, Ohio.
1: Yes. But
2: you end up meandering your way around. You come close to our area. Quaker Town is yeah. just you know right up the street. Right, you go right. to Cape May for a couple of shows, Atlantic City. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot going to be a lot of opportunities for people to see you guys.
1: Yeah. We're 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 all over the place. We're doing uh well, because those shows at Quake, there they're our own shows when we play in Quaker Town. Okay. And we play at Convention hall. That was part of that. Was already booked before we, we were asked, woo, for asked before we, you know, to do this tour. So we asked like like Paul Young and a couple of other bands, they had other commitments. So we won't do that to do, do those uh the, they'll be out playing some shows and we'll do our shows there. But we are out through the Midwest. We are going to uh Oklahoma, we're going to Texas. We got six states in California. In the West Coast, mm-hmm. playing the YouTube Theater where they uh, where the Rams play in football. L.A. Yeah, it's a six thousand seat venue there. And then we go way up. We're playing Bend, Oregon. Bend, Oregon. Mm-hmm. We're playing in Washington. Uh, I mean, all these places that I I went to in the '80s, late '80s. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, Grantville, I've never been. to. You know where Grantville is? Uh, that's the Penn National uh racetrack. Is that yeah? I don't I'm I do not even know of it. Yeah, you know, I yeah, it's a couple hours away, but we are doing some zigzagging. We are we are in uh uh Massachusetts one night in the following night. I think we're in Atlantic City at the event the event center and uh at the Hard Rock, you know. That's cool. Nice, awesome. Yeah, yeah.
0: Dude, have a great tour, man. We appreciate oh, you coming you. on. Best of luck with yeah. the record too.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You know, I'll tell you what, uh did you guys watch any of that game last night? I did. What do you I think? Know, hmm. I,
2: you know, you can't stop Jokic and Murray. They're gonna, He'd they're stop. gonna, they'll win it in five. I yeah, think the, the Heat will get a game.
1: Yeah, wow. Jimmy's amazing. Yeah, yeah. he I is. But he has,
2: you know, he's kind of been passive in a, a couple of these games in the playoffs, which really shocked me. Jimmy Butler realize, being passive.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize that he wanted to like beat everybody up. I didn't realize he was that guy.
0: Yeah, he's, <laughs> First, back in he the was, day, yeah, he's tough. <laughs> wow, wow, he's, he's with the Bulls. Yeah, pain in the um,
1: ass. Oh my God! Well, he's a winner, though. He can't, he can't, you know. He's a winner. So, but I think yeah. he's run into a wall on this one. Yeah, so yeah. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I miss him. I wish he was a sixer. But what are you going to do? Yeah, so but do we. Never know. Never yeah. know what the movement around the NBA could happen. Exactly. Hey, listen. I want to thank you guys for asking me on. Absolutely, uh, it's a real honor. You guys are two, two of the best. You know, we
0: got to get you on with
2: Tommy sometime. Yeah, we would yeah.
1: have a blast. You, we'd have fun with that. You know, I, I hit him up. He's, you know, he's got to ask uh, Meg if he's allowed out or not.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a no. Don't ask her. We want to get him on. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, we'll do it from your studio,
1: and I we'll, hit yeah. up. we'll
0: get Let's some playing it. going on. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Love it. All right, All
0: right David. Right. Thanks, Thanks so much, David, man. You're no, man. I'm going to go to the, the pool. pool. All right, he's going to <laughs> the pool.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, Thanks, David. Ninety-four right. degrees right. outside. Good day Thanks, to go the pool. Ninety-three, Harry. Oh, Ninety-three. In Ninety-three.
0: Three actually. <laughs> there he is, David. You ticketed on oh, the AG's podcast. That was yes. a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I love talking to him. He's he's a music head.
2: Yeah, lifer. Yeah. How many how many drummers names did he rattle off there in about thirty seconds? Some <laughs> <That's a> great <laughs> ones, though, man. Yeah, but you know so, we're we're uh, officially sponsored by the original Fudge Kitchen. Yes. Uh, the official sponsor of not for long media and the odd podcast you know them, the original fudge kitchen is a staple down at the jersey shore it is jersey shore time it's official kicked in last weekend they got six locations cape may wildwood stone harbor and ocean city they make all of their fudge and sweet treats right in the store it's going to guarantee a delicious and fresh product stop by and let them know that n4l sent you but if you're not able to go in person uh, they ship across the USA. So go to their website, fudgekitchens.com, order it right there, the original fudge kitchen
0: shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. There you go. Check out. David fudge should
2: kitchen. take some to Europe. Absolutely.
0: You know? Spread it. Spread yeah. it like the spreading the disease. Bring it, bring it over. <laughs> Hook those people on the fudge kitchen. How about you? It.
2: Going eight six seven five three zero nine, thinking it was Rick Springfield, and it's I go, it's Tommy Two Tone, and Tommy Two Tone is on the tour too. Now how how does that
0: happen for you? That's that's called stepping in shit. <laughs> Total luck. Total luck. <laughs> Forgot that was Tommy Two. It's Jenny, Jenny. Yeah. Who should I turn to? Right. Right. Rick Springfield. But
2: Jesse's girl was
0: Rick Springfield. Rick See, Springfield. you got it wrong again. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny, who shot 8675309. That's the same that's Tommy Two Tone. <laughs> but I was wishing I was Jesse's girl, right? Right, is Rick Springfield, of course, from uh the general hospital fame, correct? Right? Correct, and yeah. I thought he'd be uh, bigger, too.
2: I mean, we were talking before the show actually started about you know, you get that one song and you can live off it forever. Think about Rick Springfield. I mean, that song was in the early 80s, right? Yeah. E like three eighty-four. Yeah, somewhere around there. I was either in high school or my maybe my first year of college. And that I mean, that's uh, that's an iconic song.
0: Yeah. Still to this day, all yeah. these years later, and never really had a follow-up. No, that's, that's, the, that's amazing the amazing thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Oh man, you know, they say the one hit's easy to write, It's the next one. That's right. The first album's easy to write too. It's all about the misery of having no money, no girls, no nothing. Mm-hmm. But then once you hit it. You got money, you got girls. What the hell are you gonna write your music yeah. about now? What's what's the inspiration now? Yeah, where's the bitching? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting getting broads everywhere, right? You got dough in your pocket, little brass in pocket. If everybody's you will. everybody's buying you drinks, yes, yeah. The misery's gone temporarily. <laughs> uh, misery always finds its level, though. Um, all right, let's put a wrap on it. That is episode sixty-three. We'll be back next week. Another brand new AGS ah podcast. Thanks to uh, Hooters drummer in the pocket drummer David Usikinen. Uh, we really appreciate him joining us. Best of luck on the tour and the new record. And uh, for Harry Mays, Jason Martinez, we'll talk to you next week on a brand new episode of the AGS ah podcast.